Yeah, so my router is just the my ISP's router. <laughs> is that bad? Um, well, so I don't know what kind of routers do Canadian ISPs provide, but usually they're not picking the best. <laughs> that they, you know, they're probably picking the, the cheapest. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, if you have no problems with your internet, sure, I guess you're fine. But I mean, who has no problems with their internet, really? <laughs> Honestly. I can't complain right now. I think I'm good. <laughs> I took the router that my ISP gave me and I just turn off Wi-Fi and I use it as like a modem mode kind of, which is just, you know, bypassing right. thing. And then I plug that, which, you know, and it's locked in a closet. Mm. And so then I run a wi- uh, Ethernet wire from that to a Google Wi-Fi mesh network. Okay. So I have two Google Wi-Fi's. I'm not so I, I I know I read I learned that there's probably better products out there, but uh, so Eero the, they don't sell in the Netherlands and like they honestly look nice so mm. that was a big factor <laughs> just look pretty clean. Yeah, I'm just like I'm I'm not really a nerd with when it comes down to that stuff. I'm like the the router that the company installed just works, so <laughs> I'm keeping that. That's fair enough, you know, <laughs> but. That's fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. I like the idea. If I were to get a, a router, I'd probably get the Euro one because that's. It seems like know. that's the one that the cool kids are using. But. Yeah, and it seems like Amazon hasn't ruined it yet. So, yet, you know. <laughs> cool. Hey, buddy, we're talking again. I know it's been a while. I know. I feel like we 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 should, you know, explain a little bit what's going on with our wacky schedule. So I think we need to tell the listeners that we had a big argument, and I would not except to come back on the show until you uh, confirm to the world that I was right. So just I just need you to okay. tell the world. <laughs> so here I am on the record admitting that what Kevin just said is totally false. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be better for, for the views. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be really funny. <laughs> yeah, no. Unfortunately, the answer is super boring. Is that um, it's a it's a it's a perfect cocktail of being busy, uh, being you know just overwhelmed with just busy work and stuff in life, uh, some traveling involved from the both of us, and some uh, being sick. Uh, <laughs> hey, I don't know about you, yep. but it feels like this winter, I like would I was never sick. I never got sick like ever. And at best, it would be like a mild cold in a whole year, mm. at best, or at worst, I guess. And uh, in this winter, I've just been sick all the time, sick all the time. I went to, uh, I was in San Francisco for a while, and I had big plans of, you know, meeting people and doing a lot of cool stuff. But uh, for the all hands, um, you know, um, all hands a week at Nettlefy, turns out having like 100 people from all over the world in the same room from different cultures in different countries in different you know, um, I guess we have different diseases. <laughs> yeah, that's I what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. And like get, get them all in the same room, which, you know, and people in some of us work from home. So we don't even, you know, go out much and build a strong immune system. <laughs> Turns out that's a perfect recipe for uh, getting a bunch of people sick. Uh, and that did happen. And that happened to me. And um, I can tell you that flying with a congestion, you know. Oh, that head, is the that's worst. That's not fun yeah uh, and it's just been it's been it hasn't been a very you know fun winter so mm. that's why our schedule has been completely whack 
uh, and we hope to we hope to get back to a more regular and predictable schedule. But at the same time, like we don't want to compromise our own sanity or health. So you know, I think I think it's I think our listeners will will be okay. <laughs> yeah, I also think even like the next couple of weeks are probably gonna be very crazy. Like as I'm moving and doing all these things, uh, so we'll see. But we're gonna try to get as many episodes out for for all of you listeners um so yeah uh how are you doing i feel like i haven't talked to you in forever i know uh, life? well apart from everything i just said um i'm doing i'm doing okay uh i've been doing a lot of um i've been meditating which is new you Ooh. know we talked about it you know at the end of the year episode or whatever and in, in where like 2019 was a bit overwhelming and i think i've been dealing with like Disco- not dealing i've been discovering that i i deal with more anxiety than i thought i did and i thought i didn't you know had any so i was like oh oh my god well, what is this oh look at this what is this <laughs> is this anxiety you know the butterfly meme is right this anxiety like <laughs> so i've been you know i've been not only started meditating again meditating again but i also just taking it try to take some time for like for me not try to not think about work for a while so we took a we took a long weekend trip uh just we traveled to explore some smaller towns like the countryside of the netherlands and i didn't check twitter or instagram or email or slack or anything uh during that weekend it was incredible <laughs> nice <laughs> it was easier than i thought it would be uh which is good so i've been feeling good you know i've been feeling better what, what about you feels like you're you're about to you know, you just mentioned you're about to move anytime now, I think. But yeah, so we're we're packing this weekend and then next oh. week is a bunch of condo stuff that needs to happen. So I need to go check it out. Um, and it's sort of like the it'll be the first time that I see it in person because I, I bought the condo based off the plans. And they built up the entire building. Oh, my God. Um, and it's like a so, blind date. So, yeah, basically. Um and so now, like, the step is I need to go and see and make sure that everything is fine, <laughs> like, as we want it. <laughs> and take notes of anything, if I there's anything I need to be done that, like, isn't up to whatever standards I decide they are, then I need to write it down and give them the list right. before I, like, sign. Because once you sign, <laughs> forget it, they're not going to do anything. Yeah. You can't be like, yep, everything's good. And then a weekend, be like, oh, actually, the faucet needs yeah. fixing or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to it, but also not looking forward to it. Because it's kind of a stressful mm-hmm. experience. Um, and then, like, signing lots of papers. And then, like, lo- just lots of logistics of transferring internet and the way the isps work is terrible like the condo building made a deal with one of the isps here um to get a cheaper rate for people which is good and so the guy reaches out to me and he's like hey so i'm so and so and like do you want to do this deal um and i was like okay well i i mean i'm already using your company (laughs) right now so how does that work and he's like oh i have no idea like he he's like i'm separate i'm just in charge of this one deal and so if what you have is different than this, or maybe you have a better deal now, <laughs> I don't know. So you need to do some research. So I need to like 
take some time and like figure that out and see like what would work out to be the the best deal and then get the right cancellation and then from this apartment here like i still technically have a few months left on my lease so i was talking to the building manager and trying to see can we can they find someone to take over the lease so today i was working from home uh, and had some people like coming over and checking out the apartment and stuff so yeah lots and lots of like little things you're gonna you're gonna see a different background soon <laughs> i know i'm excited <laughs> Which the listeners can't see, but yeah. I don't know about you. So I don't know how many video calls you you make versus, you know, as opposed to just in-person meetings. But, you know, everyone I work with, I see them, you know, 99.9% of the time through a webcam. And right. usually people work from the same place, either at the mm-hmm. office or their home office or whatever. And like when there's a small difference in their background <laughs> on like on their setup, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this is very disruptive right. to my day. Uh, it has happened like, you know, I'm got a call with Leslie and Leslie has a different background. I'm like, oh, I, this is different. This is different. <laughs> what happened? And she's like, yeah, I'm working from the living room now. Like, okay, please warn me first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's going to take me some time to adjust. Yeah, it's kind of like when people change their profile picture. Really, I've seen, I've seen. Uh, I think it was Tim Van Dam on Twitter. This is a while back, maybe two months or a month, a month ago. Um, we're talking about or sharing a, a blog post about someone who did some research on different uh, webcams and like sharing some tips on on how to, you know, get some proper lighting or some you know some placement of the webcam. What's the best, whatever. Um, how you can make your your video feed look better and be clearer and stuff, um, and it's 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 something that a lot of people use, you know, do video calls, and it's still something that it feels like no one really um, like it hasn't changed either the technology or how we I guess we don't care a lot about it. It's uh, I think the biggest innovation in webcam video call technology was the little touch up my appearance checkbox on Zoom. Like that's wait what that's what is the that? best thing <laughs> you don't know about this do you use no, zoom i actually this is funny you say this i actually had to use zoom today and i hate it i hate oh, every I second of it. it zoom is absolutely the worst it's like it's like 14 round trips between the browser and the app and then it has to like install shit and then it requests like a random permissions to access all of your downloads folders and your stuff and then i i got like a infinite spinner which would just like never go away and then <laughs> so i clicked sweet, yeah. like close and then i was like would you like to leave meeting i was like yes like leave meeting and nothing happens it's just so so clunky and so bad so typically no typically i just use google hangouts and google hangouts is just fine mm-hmm. um but zoom is yeah so for someone who uses the video call extensively a lot uh i can tell that i had the very similar initial impression of zoom and i i resisted zoom for for a long time uh up until you know we got to a certain point in where google meet which was what, what we were using before uh switching to zoom just didn't it didn't scale like i think if, if you have more than 10 people it just it just doesn't scale the whole ui and i think there's an actual like hard limit on how many people can have on a call and i think we were hitting mm-hmm. the limit uh for like you know big company-wide meetings and stuff um right. so eventually like we were kind of forced into using zoom and i gotta tell you like zoom is no doubt in terms of video quality and like not dropping 
frame rates, not dropping signal, not getting choppy. It's just the best quality of calls. Mm. In the UI, even though I have a lot of problems with that UI, <laughs> it still offers the most, you know, the, the best features in overall feature set. It just it's way more competitive than Hangouts or Meet. But anyway, but there's this little checkbox that you can check on preferences <laughs> that says something I'm paraphrasing like touch up my appearance okay <laughs> which will do like a like a like a like a skin smoothing kind of effects on you <laughs> all right does it add yeah, some eyelashes you know. and some makeup <laughs> yeah so some cat ears i think yeah this is going by that, default like, actually i just got so used to see myself with that <laughs> filter i guess because it's just you know it's a preference i don't think about it and i don't that's you know, I amazing don't <laughs> So every time I get on a, like a on Google Meet call or something, I was like, "Whoa, I look terrible." Because <laughs> of that, that that is pretty amazing. <laughs> so, but uh, going back, I think uh, like webcams suck a lot, and mm. especially the ones on Apple laptops is like it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, um, I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the problem there is that we've kind of painted ourselves in a corner where the actual display part of a laptop has to be incredibly thin and that there's just not a lot of room for for better camera but that could be totally wrong like i I don't know if that's that's actually true but it does does seem like there's not a lot of thickness sounds true even even your iphone you know uh, it's considerably thicker than yeah it's way thicker yeah i guess you could have a it could have a like a bump a camera bump like on the back of the laptop or like a yeah it's like a um neomorphism thing did you see these these kinds of things where it's kind of like a a bump like under the skin (laughs) oh my god do we have to should we talk about neomorphism i guess we have to (laughs) they're they're gonna take away our uh, design podcast license if we don't talk about it (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah we talk about design i forget yeah yeah uh cool uh you know because so we have a little we have three bullet points here under are we caught up on all the drama uh section in our show notes and we have eli shift got banned uh some des- some designers are saying that graphic designers shouldn't go into ux and i guess i just added neomorphism so should we cover this i i'm, I'm gonna be honest i don't want to talk about eli Schiff. i don't want to talk about it either but uh yeah kind of yeah. interesting that that happened <laughs> yes um eli shift is most likely, like around, he probably immediately, immediately created another account. Uh, and you know, it's not like he got banned from the internet. He just his Twitter account got blocked. Or yeah. So actually, the whatever. thing I wanted to to talk about there is how it took me a long time to know <laughs> this was going on. <laughs> and and this would be my piece of advice: is like try try to find ways to run as far as you can from the drama, so that you don't know when stuff like this happens. But uh, yeah, oh well. Same. I don't know what happened because he. So I had had him muted. Um, I don't, he probably listens to the show. Um, I had him muted. So I just because so I was avoiding a lot of drama and stuff. Um, I don't know how that got. You know how he broke through the mute. Oh, I guess I don't know. Someone subtweet. I don't. I don't know. I know what happened for me is um, I saw a tweet that had like a poll in it. And then I opened the the official Twitter client, mm. <laughs> um, and then 
I made the mistake of like just checking the notifications tab because the Twitter app always shows you you have 20,000 notifications, even though nothing is an actual notification in there. Um, and then it showed like a highlight. I think it was like our friend uh, uh, Joel Khalifa's tweets about mm. it. So that's how I figured, found out. But yeah. So some designers are saying that graphic designers shouldn't go into UX. Yeah, I also <laughs> kind of sort of saw that somewhere. I don't know. I think we can tackle it really qu- quickly. That's kind of silly. Mm. <laughs> that is, that like, is very silly. UX is not rocket science, guys. Like, <laughs> How does this drama is born? Uh, Kevin, explain to me. I honestly don't understand. Like, I don't understand the people who make these like silly claims in the first place. But then I also don't understand the people who like piggyback and get so triggered by those and like they they are the ones responsible for creating the viralnessness of it <laughs> yeah it, it kind of makes me think of the don't fuck with cats thing like at the end if you've seen it um mm-hmm. they like yeah they they, they talk they're kind of like well you know like this person is is all about the attention and you've just watched an entire documentary about this yeah. person. So are you yeah. part of the problem? Um, I think it is worth asking ourselves the question about all these design drama things. Of why do we spread these things? Like, if they're stupid, just ignore and, and don't talk about them. Like, And it's funny because we're talking about it now. But um, I actually feel a lot better about talking about it on the show versus tweeting about it because mm-hmm. I've kind of, i kind of feel like podcasts don't really spread the way that tweets do um, that's true and, it's, and it's easier to to provide subtext in context yeah you know yeah so it's like i mean <laughs> there's like a thing that is it seems like a lot of people on twitter like want to tell other people what they should do and how they should live their life and that just generally like is not a positive thing to do (laughs) so yeah like people can just do whatever the heck they want and for some for some people like saying hey like i'm not sure that that ux design is something you'd like it can be positive advice in a very specific context for a very specific person but just like so it's so devoid of context that it just doesn't really mean anything Mm um and i actually i actually do think that like anyone that does anything remotely related to to design whether that's like interior design or it's like architecture or it's uh industrial design yeah like you can go into ux quite is easily because a lot of like the principles of thinking about users and understanding these kinds of problems are the same like it's just the end application of it that's different and so i think with same thing with graphic design like there's a lot of there's a lot of considerations and a lot of things that you need to know and yeah your approach to problem it's going to be totally different to other people which is really cool like that that is actually really neat because then you'll bring in new solutions that people haven't thought about so i think i can sum up this whole debacle in either like at the same time i think this is what the original author meant and also i think it's what people are kind of like the arguments people are using it to go against what he said or she said. Actually, I don't know who said it. This could be replaced with this statement. Hey, <laughs> I think graphic design and, you know, like marketing design, like designing a web page or a poster requires different skills 
some different skills than designing a product or an app. Isn't that a thing? Like, the, yeah, okay. People are like, yeah, it does kind of require different skills because solving different problems. And yeah, they're kind of different, I guess. But it's not like, should you, they shouldn't do it. You know, like I am a primarily product designer, and but I've also designed a bunch of marketing pages for Netlify. Should I? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry if I shouldn't. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> what? It's, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I don't, but yeah, it, it is a very different job. Um, different thing, but whatever. Kids these days. <laughs> but seriously, like, don't, don't over obsess over what people say on the internet. Like, there, uh, there's so many, so much bullshit there and like so many distractions. Just do whatever the heck makes you feel happy, honestly. <laughs> Gotta be fine. Preach. Hey, does neomorphism make yeah. you happy? Or <laughs> okay, so this is actually like a fun topic, I think. Okay, cool. Because generally I feel like what m- my take on this would be like, eh, not sure about this. Like, this is kind of weird. Like, <laughs> I actually find it kind of cool in a way i don't know yes. if that's that's weird but like no it, I, I i see it and i clearly see all of the flaws with it and all of the problems like right away but but mm-hmm. it's also like one of the first times in a while that i feel like oh wow like there is something neat about it like it it feel like it makes me feel something mm-hmm. which i think is like is good like it's a sort of different idea different take for how to do visual design for for apps and there are definitely pros and cons definitely a lot of cons actually um but maybe there's some stuff that we can take from this and and use and it kind of like pushes sort of like the the or at least like it increases how many tools we have in our tool belt as designers so yeah, I think it's cool. <laughs> in old, you know, layout fashion, uh, we have we kind of think the same. <laughs> we agree <laughs> on this. Uh, yeah, my my take is it looks cool, more of a like dribble post sci-fi type of UI cool, not not very practical cool. It looks cool. Uh, like you said, I can see a lot of flaws. Uh, it's like oh, I guess forget about contrast and like clearly, you know. Like oh you you're only gonna rely on subtle uh, drop shadows and inner shadows to communicate boundaries in like what's tappable what's not like that's kind of risky um, so I don't I don't know about the practicality of it I don't know like I don't think I'm gonna use like you know adopt this style anytime soon anything I'm doing I think it looks kind of cool but it's still very much in the you know in the sci-fi realm kind of <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not sure this would be a very effective. Uh, or a successful UI for most users. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta say that, like, some people kind of talk about this uh, like it's somewhere in between skeuomorphism and flat, but I actually think it's not. It's even further. Well, I think with the like flat design from 2013 or 14 or whatever, like when it just got out and it was like n- no button shape, no nothing text and we're going to rely on tint color to you know communicate um 
interactivity or whatever. Like that was definitely pushing it too far. But since then, we've been pulling it back, right? So now buttons, you know, we brought gradients back and now everything is a card with the severe drop shadow. And, you know, we brought it back. And I think this pushes further again. It doesn't bring us closer to um, to skeuomorphism because this does eliminate, you know, button shapes and outlines and be more... Um, you know, right now we're using a lot of cards. It's like a new thing. And cards are, you know, they're pretty good at containing relevant information. So you kind of, you know, are very easily, you can easily um, differentiate types of content by grouping them in several car- cards or whatever. It helps that in, in touch screens, they're kind of like flickable and, you know, draggable. And so it's it's very useful. It's very, <laughs> and, and this, I think, kind of breaks some of that. So it goes even further again into the realm of like wishy-washiness um, and everything just seems to have three different levels of, of depthness, right? So it mm-hmm. can either be raised, it can be flat, flushed against the thing, or it can be, you know, um, what do you call that? Pressed like down. embossed? Like the opposite of raised. Yeah, embossed. <laughs> okay. It's like cool. either embossed or debossed. <laughs> right. So you can play with three different levels uh, in the Z index to determine state and stuff i guess or if something is clickable or not it's i don't know it, it doesn't seem like a very versatile style i don't know i feel like i already talked way too much about it yeah i mean i think it really depends a lot of the stuff that you see is that style taken to like a hundred and i'm more curious to see what does that style look like taken to like 20 percent of it um and I think you can add a bit of a touch and just like it it should be treated as sort of like a added visual flair and I think not like a complete vision or philosophy. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, on your thing about like skeuomorphism, I don't like I don't really think this is skeuomorphism in any real way like it's it's not really trying to emulate a real physical object um it's more in the texturing of it um, that i think it it does something well it's kind of skeuomorphous skeuomorphic in a way that it is you know mimicking real life physical objects you know if you press if you imagine a soft rubber you know uh surface you could press it i think that's what those drop shadows are trying to you know imply is that yeah but you know i'm gonna share i'm gonna share a, a tweet from friend of the show meng mengto uh he's been playing with this he's been like designing apps and stuff um with his style and uh it, it, honestly it looks it's a, one of the best implementations i guess of this style or at least like something i could see being you know something that could be real I mean, everything could be real, but you know what I mean? More practical approach to this and not just look at this button, more of like a whole app designed in style. Anyway, uh, links in the show notes for that. Yeah, I even find this one to be a little bit too much for, for my taste. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see and like people are starting to share like, here's ways you can do this in, uh, in Swift UI and like how to break down this technique and stuff. So I think it's cool that people are sharing stuff about it. Uh, I also shared one that I saw on, on Dribble. That's super, super subtle. Oh my, so subtle. It's like a, a kettle thing. And if you don't really pay attention to to it or, you know, if 
you're not really looking at the the contra- more like subtle details um, and are using maybe a device that's more high contrast or whatever, you totally miss it. But it's this like little like subtle shadow that happens like when you press it on and off. And I think it's just really nice. So yeah, more uses like this, I think would be cool. Hey, at the end of the day, designers are having fun with like UI yeah. stuff. And <laughs> I like that. Designers just want to have fun. <laughs> Ding. Science just want to have fun. Why not? Speaking of designer having fun, um, did you know, I think the last, I want to say three layout episodes were edited on an iPad. Oh, what? Yeah. I've been like holding on to this for so long because i want to tell you about it but then we had peter on uh-huh. and it was like i'm not going to talk about that <laughs> that <laughs> week so yeah uh i've been i've been using ferrite which you know it's a popular app on the ipad um mm-hmm. a lot of podcasters that we know like jason snell and um you know mike hurley and you know and some of the like you know we i heard about this app uh and i forget when but I, Oh, you know what? Was when I was um, traveling to to Portugal for for the holidays. We were planning on recording the night before, so I was planning on editing this on the plane, and I didn't want to bring my laptop with me. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity to just bring my iPad and try to edit this on an iPad. I know it's possible. I know people do it. So, and I'm I'm on holiday, so I have the time to you know learn. I think so. I think that was the week in where I I started editing uh, on Ferrite. And it's been pretty incredible. It's, it's I've been having fun editing this show again. Oh, nice! Which you know, so I was using Logic. I've had my I had my my workflow. I had my keyboard shortcuts. I had my you know I had my my thing going. I had my flow going. Um, but the end of the day, like Logic is a massive, massive application. Like what the the feature set I use for. To, to edit a podcast uh, show like this, is like I use like 1% of what Logic offers. So it, <laughs> it almost felt like using Photoshop to, you know, to draw a simple wireframe. Right. Uh, and then Sketch comes along, you know, <laughs> or like something with just the features that you want and like design for you. So this also, this felt like that. Um, like, oh, cool. Like an app that is made for editing podcasts with, you know, podcasters being... <laughs> its user in mind um so it's it's very intuitive and also then you can use a combination of like you can use it uh with with a smart keyboard so you can use a lot of keyboard shortcuts um you can use it with the apple pencil which is my favorite way uh actually you can use both but it's very fluid it adapts a lot to your style um which is interesting like when you're designing an ipad app because you know even if you just want to support the ipad pro which i don't think you can but it's like well not every ipod ipad pro user has an apple pencil mm. and definitely not every every user has a smart you know an external keyboard and even if they do maybe they don't use it all the time um and that was the case so with this app like i i saw myself using it in different setups um and i i've been I found that a more leaned back, you know, iPad on a table or on a couch with just a pencil. It just feels really good. It feels fun. It feels very intuitive. Um, 
the UI, just like visually, I just want it to look better. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of rough. Uh, it's like it's like the, that classic, you know, app designed by a programmer. I feel like <laughs> so in where you know they have the be- they have good um, instincts and they know what works and know you know what kind of features to have and not to have. But then just the overall presentation and like mm-hmm. how you interact with it, it feels like it could. You know, it could be better, but I also think it's only a single developer working on this. Right, which it's incredible. Yeah, I feel like if anything, it's over designed. Like, doesn't yeah, need no, like yeah. a custom font and like all these things. Like, you just want mm-hmm. it to be even simpler in a way. So now for the next step, um, so this app Ferrite offers both recording and editing of, of episodes of podcasts, hmm. and so far I've only been editing. But now I wonder. Could I one day record from the iPad directly? Um, you know, I have my this my microphone. I I'm plugged to my computer via USB C, so in theory I could just plug it in. Actually, I actually haven't tried it, but I guess I could just plug in the microphone. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, well, yeah, we could try it. I'd be curious. We could try. <laughs> okay, plot uh, twist. Actually, this uh, same episode you're no listening way. to. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, but the, I think the the problem is how do we then get the audio? Like, would I then need my my laptop or my phone? I guess use the phone for the um, for the call. Yeah, for the call, and then use the iPad for <laughs> recording. It's like a multi device multitasking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that is true. Yeah, you can't record. It's like only one application at a time can take the audio right so yeah. if you're using google hangouts or whatever like that's using the microphone so fair i couldn't use it to record i'm not is this is this still true do we know this for a fact i don't know i don't know i guess we could try we need to do some tests anywho uh if you edit podcasts and they've been using a mac or you know whatever give it a chance it, by the way it take it took me a while to figure it out like for the longest time i thought I was annoyed because I I didn't know about some features that it had. It's very like feature rich application. Um, so I do. If you want to try it, I do recommend that you invest some time on like really customizing it to your own workflow. Um, I'm going to put a link in the show notes for there. There's like this YouTube video from uh, Jason Snell in where he he just he edits uh, an episode of The Incomparable on an iPad and kind of like walks you through what he's doing and what he's using. Um, and that was, that was useful for me. So i got to put that in show notes. Anyway, fair right. Recommendation. Nice. Uh, so does that mean you've been using the iPad a lot more recently? Um, see, I don't, uh, I don't know. Maybe more in terms of like actual, you know, minutes a day <laughs> more time, <laughs> but I haven't been doing more stuff in it. I've just been having, well, now, apart from editing, um, and I've been reading more, you know, and use iPad for that, but, you know, <laughs> by the way, I read, I'm reading both of your recommendations, so I just read the When Breath Becomes Air. Nice. So, so it was incredible. And now I'm reading uh, Why We Sleep, so I just ah. looked at my queue of books, <laughs> like, yeah, I remember that, I'll, I'll get on that. Um, nice. Yeah, no, but the iPad, it's like... I this is no news. We talked about it. I'm gonna just gonna repeat myself. But it's like the hardware is incredible. The apps are not there, and and most like well, not just the apps, but the OS is not there. Um, I swear to God, like the even the other day, 
the Deborah asked me like, Hey, can you, can you, uh, I'm working on my resume. Can you help me, you know, make cool resume, you know, that looks kind of cool. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I thought this was during the weekend. I was like, you know what? This is a, this is a perfect uh, use case for me to kind of like force myself to use the iPad. Cause right. you know, it's setting up a document and working on some interesting layouts, I guess, or, or not, but whatever. And I, <laughs> I was like, yeah, and I could use maybe the pencil to do some cool annotations. You know that those Apple ads in where <laughs> yeah. the the students have like this most incredible artistic yeah. notes. And I was like, yeah, I could do something like that. And I opened pages, and I, you know, I I just stared at it for like a minute or two, and I'm like, oh no, I'm I'm just gonna go to my computer like and do this in three minutes. <laughs> like I don't I don't have I can't invest time because it's just gonna be very frustrating. Um, and so stuff like that happens all the time. I'm like, I guess I could try to find a way to do this on the iPad, but also I could also just take five minutes and do it on, on the Mac. Yeah. Um, and which is kind of unfortunate, but yeah, yeah I was going to ask you if you had some thoughts on iPad multitasking. <laughs> it seems like that's what everyone's talking about these days. I know. And I agree with pretty much everyone. I think it's, it's not a very successful UI. Um, what I personally do for for the use that I give the iPad, which again is not a lot, uh, I just use you know full screen normal apps, and I only for multitasking I only use the I think they call it the flyover, the thing when you pull it from the side, slide over, um, slide over, flyover oh, is the map flying thing. over <laughs> your app. <laughs> I just use that, and th- that is it's pretty much like I do use it when I need to get something in or out quickly. Like to copy a link from notes or, um, you know, whatever. I copy something something from the clipboard manager, stuff like that. But that that's that's uh, I never use the, you know, two apps at the same time, because that's I just don't I don't know how <laughs> honestly. Like I, it's very frustrating. What about you? I just I don't really use my iPad anymore. <laughs> Unfortunately, I just I just I think I kind of gave up on it um it was nice for a while like i used it at work all the time to take notes yeah i remember but then one thing i realized is i never actually go back and look at any of these notes (laughs) so (laughs) i kind of gave up on the entire concept um and even like in trips and stuff like that like i off like 99 percent of the time i feel like i can do more on my computer and i just choose to use the computer instead so, yeah, I'm. I don't know. If I'm if I go on a trip and where I don't plan on working, mm-hmm. uh, I, I usually just take the iPad, which is like, oh, if I need something, I'm an emergency for some reason. Oh, I need a computer. <laughs> <laughs> I you know the iPad will probably get the job done, but and it's really portable, especially now because I got a now I have a 16 inch instead of a 13, so that's a big computer to be carrying around. Right, yeah, 16 inches too big. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I mean, it, it feels like it's just like all the same arguments yeah. that people have talked about forever. But but anyways, I've been enjoying seeing all the concepts, though, for how to do, how you might do the multitasking stuff better. And I agree, like... I haven't seen any. Really? Okay, mm-hmm. uh, let me send you... So one of the guys who posted uh, one concept just deleted his Twitter account somehow oh, um, what happened <laughs> yeah not sure 
um and then gruber was looking for the the link and I, somehow i just i had seen the video and i had favorited the tweet and when i went back to tweetbot it was still cached somehow <laughs> so i did like a screen recording of the video um and then i sent him uh so let me copy link to tweet <laughs> put a link in the show notes <laughs> yeah i would like to see that it's a as i hear people complain and by people i mean you know john gruber and the atp folks and stuff um i'm like i i agree with pretty much every argument uh but it is hard like i can't come up with any good alternatives like this is a hard problem to mm-hmm. solve i think ios when they just took iOS and put it on an iPad, you know, when the first iPad came out, I think they put themselves in a in a tricky corner because clearly they eventually would like this device to do so much more and not be a quote-unquote a big iPod touch. But the OS itself, you know, the, like how it started, it just, it's very hard to build on top of that and expand it, I feel like. Yeah. I'll give you a couple of minutes to watch this prototype, but I actually think this prototype is is close. Do you want me to watch it now? Yeah, watch it now. Okay, so so for people listening and they can't watch a video right now, uh, imagine you know an iPad and when you click on an app and it goes full screen, and then if you swipe from either left or uh, right edge, kind of similarly to you know swipe from the bottom to go home, if you swipe from one of the horizontal edges, it will shrink the current actively active app like in half and on the other half you will see like an empty home screen and from there you can either open another app or uh, or and then you have like the little handle little indicators you can swipe and resize um so it's pretty it's pretty simple which is good you know i think it that's that's what you need from this it has to be very simple and i think that's probably one of the problems that you know, you currently have you have two way too many ways to trigger multitasking and way too many modes that you can use. Um, yeah, and for me, is is that it's hard to do like the current yeah behavior. True. Like I just it, it is like convoluted, like having to like drag using two fingers. <laughs> and mm-hmm. oh, by the way, as soon as you like hold an icon from your home screen, it like starts rearranging the home screen. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just like so frustrating. So yeah. I think that's the problematic part. I wonder what what he used to build that prototype. <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. Because <laughs> I could see that the gestures were like, it was like acting. I bet you could swipe anywhere or even just touch it. I think it was kind of scripted. And also like you could see that the screen doesn't fill the entire iPad. Hmm. Oh yeah, you're right. Weird corner radius. Um, yeah, this is a sensible approach uh i guess i guess you would have to kill the slide over uh which you know would be okay i guess uh the the one concern i would have with this is like that swiping from the edge to immediately trigger like a you know to to cut the app in half Mm -hmm. Uh, i I can picture like i can see myself in a lot of apps in where either like swiping through a photo album and then like doing accidental swipe on that um but you already have the slide over, which is granted the slide over is sure. maybe easier to get rid of. But but for me, like it solves one key problem, which is <laughs> I often want want an app to be in like split view, but it's not in the dock, and that's where it gets really 
inconvenient where I have to like slide up multiple fingers, drag, click, drag. Like it's just kind mm-hmm. of a mess. Um, so that makes it a lot easier to find out. I, but I, I agree. I don't think it's all the way there yet. But mm-hmm. it's like there's there's a lot of different takes you can have on something like this. So, do you think uh, Apple would be okay? Or do you think Apple would, you know, go back so drastically, like on their multitasking approach on the iPad? Like, would, do you think it would be, you know, because it's it's harder when you have millions or I don't know how many iPad users are there, but you can't just completely change the behavior, you know, especially because they did it already once. They already changed how multitasking work on the iPad. I think two or three uh, versions ago. You know, it's tricky. Can you just nuke your existing? Uh, approach and like come up from you know go back to the drawing board and do something from scratch yeah i think so i mean apple's (laughs) Apple's a pretty bold company like they just they will find a better idea and then try it um they've done it multiple times Mm -hmm. already i think why not is it gonna happen this year is it gonna happen next year who knows but it, it seems like this can't be it like this can't be the best thing that they can come up with um so yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna hear the feedback, and it might also be come in the way of just small tweaks here and there that just make it a little bit better and a little bit better with each release. Um, and then three releases later, it's like ah, okay, now we're like we're in a good spot. But yeah, no, I think they're gonna keep iterating on it. All right, I hope so. <laughs> All right, we're almost an hour in. Should we do recommendations? Yeah, let's do it recommendations so my recommendation this week is this movie called jojo rabbit uh so if you i think rafa you've seen this movie but uh, for the listeners if you haven't seen it uh, it's basically a a movie that's i think i would describe it as a comedy do you think that do you feel like that's right uh yes if you if you could only use one word yes it's kind of like a comedy that is (laughs) basically uh following this little boy who's in this this camp uh for kids uh to basically like eventually become uh, uh i guess soldiers uh in they're like, part of the nazi Hitler youth or whatever it was called yeah that that <laughs> um and the little boy's imaginary friend is hitler <laughs> And I feel like you hear this description, like I saw, I saw the little like the description before seeing this movie, and I was like, "There's no way this this movie works. Yeah, it's this a, can't work. It sounds impossible that you could make a movie that's meant to be like a happy ish or at least a comedy movie set in that time frame with the kind of of storyline that they're making." sounds crazy like it's like the level of difficulty is so high for all of this and yet uh i think they pull it off so so well and create this like wonderful um story that's just like i I feel like it's very wes Mm anderson-y in like the way that it's done um and it's directed by taika waititi who's done one of the avengers movies uh i don't Uh, know which one almost let me let me let me let me correct you before the internet does no it was thor ragnarok some some marvel thing (laughs) okay that uh he's also directed the last episode of mandalorian uh which was 
probably the best one. And uh, he's very famous now for his comments on the Apple keyboards. Uh, very funny guy. And uh, it's pretty amazing that he wrote the screenplay. He directed this movie and he acted in it. Uh, he's mm-hmm. the, the one who plays the Hitler uh, imaginary friend. This movie is also, incredible. So, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I'm a big fan of Taika Waititi. Also, on Thor Ragnarok, he plays that big, like, uh, rock monster. Like, hey, guys, we're we're creating a little rebellion if you want to join us. <laughs> if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> also, I really want to mention that uh, one of his first movies, I guess, uh, it's called What We Do in the Shadows, and it's hilarious. I also, like really recommend that <laughs> i think it's called uh, i think it's from 2000 something it's it's like a like a mockumentary like a, a fake documentary uh following these uh vampires hmm. it's very very funny like vampires you know in today's world um and they like all live together and it's very very funny she watch it hmm. uh yeah so this I, I love the movie it was really really sweet so that's it for me cool uh so my recommendation is, <laughs> I think I've already recommended it, actually, <laughs> looking at it right now. It's Affinity Designer for iPad. Ah, I'm pretty sure I recommended this already. Right? <laughs> really? Wait, let me I don't know. I'm not check. sure. I'm not sure. Like, this is the app, Affinity Designer and Affinity Photo. These are the apps that, like, they are so, I don't want to say underrated, but, like, they are such good, polished apps, both on iPad and on a Mac, and, like, they are solid, they have all the feature sets, they're, like, really good alternatives for any of the big Adobe apps, um, and yet, like, no one talks about them. Like, <laughs> like you know, when, when uh, Adobe announced Photoshop for iPad, uh, people were like, yes, finally! You know, meanwhile, there are already these fully featured uh, desktop class apps on the ipad from the affinity folks mm. um and then they're just never you know mainstream and it, maybe it's marketing i don't know um i think it's it's well i think it's probably because it, they are they are like classic like old school apps really well implemented like very well polished uh, but they still are like very old school both on the ui both on how you know just you have modes you know, <laughs> for everything, everything is a mode, which is very confusing. <laughs> but I was working th- on something this week in where I wanted, um, I wanted, effectively, I wanted to draw something using the Apple Pencil, but I want that to be in vector so that I could uh, use export as an SVG and I can manipulate and animate on the web. So use, you know, use that, those drawings, those hand drawings. Um, and because I use, I use Procreate for pretty much every 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 in any doodle um uh but so i needed that to be vectorized and you can't do that with procreate so i also am aware of concepts is also another app that i do for just quick sketching or like wireframing or something um but i had affinity designer installed and i was like you know what let me use that and there's just so much there like if you want to invest the time <laughs> to explore what the that app uh you know offers uh, there's so much control, so many little settings. You can customize it to infinity. Um, and, and so what I did was like I wanted to annotate on like a, a web page and then eventually 
you know, again, like I said, um, use those annotations in production. So what I did was like, I was designing the web page uh, in Figma and I just did, you know, I right clicked and said copy as PNG and then open affinity designer my iPad. <laughs> I was going to say my iPad. I opened this, uh, the thing on my iPad and I was like, create new document from clipboard. So it's going to take that PNG that I copied from the Mac, create a new document with already the size uh, you know the dimensions of the of the the the, the mockup, um, and then I can just zoom in, brush style, brush whatever whatever, and I can just annotate on top of it, and then I can um, I can do all of the classic like vector uh, transformations on it. So if I want to group vectors, if I want to you know flatten all that stuff and whatever, and then I can export that you know export it to SVG. Uh, like ready to use SVG, and what I did was just you know copy that SVG and put it back on Figma, and there it is. And it was kind of you know flawless, <laughs> actually. Nice. And and yeah, and today there was like an iPad. Um, today there was a, an update for the app on the App Store. I was like, oh cool, let me update that. And it was taking a long time hmm. to update. I was like, why? And I checked because the app is freaking 1.6 gigs. Oh, wow. Like, oh, my God. I'd forgotten that apps could get that big, <laughs> yeah. especially on iOS. <laughs> but, you know, yep. Because this is like, a, you know, an old school take on these tools. Um, so I guess if you use or use Illustrator or are familiar with that type of UI, you will feel right at home. But it's like a recommendation not to, you know, uh, not to ignore it like don't don't you shouldn't just you know dismiss this because this is a pretty powerful app for what it is so there you have it there you go nice awesome good recommendation cool okay um this is it this is this is the show we're back let's 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 see about that schedule Boom. but uh hey we're back at least for this week we're back um <laughs> <laughs> uh, should i do the outro let's do the outro so if you want to talk to us if you want to say hey by the way uh Rafa and Kevin, why don't you talk about this one thing that you totally... Yeah, send us your questions. Send us your questions, send us your topics, send us your memes, whatever you do on the internet. Um, you can tweet at us, at Layout.fm. That's our like show account, show account. We both see it, and if you talk to us, we will see it. And then you can talk to us personally, if you don't want Kevin to listen to what you have to say to me. Hey! If I'm... If I'm the special host, you can tweet at me at Rafahari. But if if Kevin is a special host, you can tweet at him at Vernal Kick. Uh, you can find show notes for stuff that we talked about um, in our website. That's layout.fm. Um, this show is part of the Spec FM network. So if you're like looking for more shows to listen to, there's a bunch there. Uh, go to the website, spec.fm. Uh, the theme song was produced and written and all that stuff. Uh, by Guillermo Sanch and um, he just uh, texted me last weekend saying he, that maybe it's time to get a new theme song so I'm excited uh, no promises there though uh, and yeah thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you when we'll see you <laughs> uh, did you realize that we never see the listeners <laughs> damn it <laughs> and we'll talk to you when we'll talk to you yeah there you go <laughs> i wish we Nailed could it. see lis- our listeners more often yeah that's true i think we're overdue for a layout meetup at some point do you want to come to amsterdam or <laughs> do i have to go to montreal i've I never been know. to montreal so i guess it's my time yeah it is it is your turn i still want to go to amsterdam but yeah 
We'll see. Okay, fine. I'll go to Montreal. You come uh, to Amsterdam. <laughs> done. And okay. Like, ah, shit. Yeah. Also, you know that you know that stuff that some people do. They they like if they want to visit a country or a city or whatever, they like swap apartments with someone yeah. else in that city. Yeah, I know some people. Isn't that, isn't that, that such a neat concept? Again, if you know these people, I guess, and if you trust them, <laughs> like yeah, you, you have to know people really well. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's cool if you want to travel cheaply. I personally do not care for it, but <laughs> for other people, it's great. <laughs> it also depends on the city, I guess. If if like you know, if it's really expensive to to rent an Airbnb or even hotel, like if I want to go to New York City, like oof. You know, yeah, sure. If someone can live me their flat. Top tip, though, if you go to New York City, do uh, Hotel Tonight. You can get some. I remember that recommendation. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we got a lot of good deals when we went to New York. So if you want to come to Amsterdam, (laughs) you know, what do you have to offer? All the hotels (laughs) are actually pretty expensive in Amsterdam. Yeah. Well, okay. So I guess pro tip, not pro tip, but tip. Uh, I don't consider myself a pro for this tip if you're visiting amsterdam and you don't know anyone that you know you could stay with um airbnb is not worth it they're they're, they're no. like they, sometimes they're more expensive than a hotel room and but I don't believe know you, me but yeah oh yeah you had some horror <laughs> stories i remember that uh yeah no uh i would probably just stay at a hotel room the um, student hotel is a pretty i thought you were gonna say like if you're coming to amsterdam just just stay at my place <laughs> i was like wow <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, that's I'm not much. just gonna, you know, offer that to everyone. <laughs> if we're friends, I would love to have you, you know, over. But <laughs> I'm not that nice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Rafa's being very nice, but yeah, no, I'm not, not that, that nice. nice. <laughs> Anyways, okay, I think this is getting weird. Um, okay, it is. 